the different um, generations of people that you're recruiting, you know, you have to go where the people are. So, you know, maybe they aren't on radio anymore. So maybe they're on Facebook or maybe they're on Instagram. If you're a marketing person or an HR person, I know, I know Angela's really good at this walking around. I know everybody on the next leadership team is really good. You get to know these people so that when you're ready to start putting them on camera, they feel a little bit more comfortable, at least around you. Welcome to Making Sparks, the podcast where we ignite your passion for metal fabrication and fuel your business success. Join industry leaders and dive deep into the world of metalworking. From business insights to tips of the trade, Making Sparks is your forge of knowledge. During each episode, discover success stories, innovative solutions, and expert interviews that light the path to business growth. Subscribe today and grow and improve your company and let's make sparks fly together. Welcome back to the Making Sparks podcast. This is episode three, part two of our recruiting podcast where we have Lindsay Nix and Angela Curlin from Nix Companies and my co-host Matthew Nix from Nix Companies. Um, and to kick it off, I'm supposed to tell a dad joke, but we recorded these two parts in one day and I only had one prepared. <laughs> and Lindsay told us one off camera that we think is really funny. I so she had a, a, a long no list. list. Yeah. No, the audience is going to create my list for oh, me. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, so a reminder to the audience, great. if you've got good dad jokes, <laughs> yeah. send them send in. Them our way. We don't care about you telling us what... Uh, people to interview on this podcast. We don't care about that. Stuff. We just want you to tell us dad jokes. So okay. Lindsay, well, tell hopefully us your dad I don't joke. blush. So why do squirrels like to swim on their back? Nobody? No. They don't want to get their nuts wet. That's That's appropriate for this podcast, I think. I don't know if our kids should like maybe go to school and tell that one quite yet. But. Well, don't let them watch the podcast. You know, they can watch the, the touchy Philly videos, but yeah. not the not but the podcast. Yeah. 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 Matthew cussed earlier, so I'll keep it PG thirteen. There we go. Not as bad as that. Adam, your brother at, oh, at the yeah, meeting. Yeah. If we bring Adam on the on the, on the show, we will bring. I need him a bleeper. We'll have, we need a bleeper all time to be on his best day. Right. So, you know, hey, we're professionalism. Something we talked about in the last episode. So this is we're trying to be real here. Yeah. So. Hey, Nick, thanks for sending me that shop tour video that you just did. That was great. Yeah. You know, I got the idea from one of my customers and they told me that when they have a prospect visit their shop for a tour, they have an over 90% close rate. Well, you know, with all of these supply chain problems, people are setting up new vendors all the time. Why not send them one of those videos instead? Yeah, it was great. The ThomasNet team helped me. They sent somebody to my facility and they were able to kind of capture a shop tour without it being in person. So you can check that out on my ThomasNet profile, Advanced Machine and Engineering or Hennig. We actually had two of them done. That's great. And I talked to ThomasNet about this and they said that they can send a camera with short notice anywhere in the U.S. and Canada. And when you go to ThomasNet, you can engage with a half a million suppliers, 78,000 categories of products, and every month they have 1.5 million buyers searching out suppliers. And videos are a great way for people to find out about your facility. Yeah, and it's really easy to sign up. You just go to the website, thomasnet.com, and a few clicks and you'll be right there. So go to business.thomasnet.com slash programs, and that'll take you directly to sign up for one of their videos. That's business.thomasnet.com slash programs. Our industry can be kind of rough. Uh, people can have sailor's mouths. 
I grew up on the shop floor. My dad could hang in there with the best sailors <laughs> there is. He can use the F word most in the most creative way you've ever heard. And so as we've grown and try to become more professional, I mean, we, we, we want to be real, uh, yeah. but, but, but it is, you do have to evolve and grow. And so we are trying to be more professional. We talked in the last episode about we've had a lot of success recruiting women into, to our shop environment and. Uh, we wouldn't be as successful recruiting women in our shop environment if we weren't intentional about being more professional. And we don't um, say the F word, every other word anymore. And we, we try to be respectful of each other. So, but every now and then, you know, the, the old welder redneck comes out. <laughs> All right. So we're going at last episode, we talked about some higher level, maybe philosophical, strategic type things. In this episode, we want to really get into some practical, tactical things that we're doing. Uh, to move us forward in the area of, of recruiting and onboarding uh, team members. You know, from the outside looking in, one of the first things I saw that Nick's companies was doing really good with was uh, I feel I feel like you guys have had an internship program forever, and real and, and you probably haven't, but it feels like it. And not only is it an internship program, obviously for college students, but also for some of the local high school students. Can you guys talk about a little bit about uh, the internship programs you guys have developed over the years? Yeah, so probably one of our strongest uh, partnerships that we have is with the Southern Indiana Career and Technical Center. Um, I think one of the key ways that we got in there is, you know, we we went in, we went to the classrooms, we met with the instructors, we formed a relationship with the instructors. I cannot stress that enough. Um, we were in those classrooms quite often interacting with with uh, the students. Um, we, you know, we speak to the classes, um, but we would continually follow up with that instructor on, um, you know, what's going on next, what kind of openings do we have? And, you know, so they have an internship program there where high school seniors, uh, half day can actually come and, and get a job with us and intern with us. Um, the great part why I say, I feel like it's so important to get, um, to get a good relationship with that instructor is they'll actually feed you the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had a, you know, our welding instructor here at the tech center, just, just a great guy, you know, kind of got that welder redneck in him a little bit that Matthew alluded to, <laughs> but you know, he will, if you can build that relationship with them, he wants the, obviously wants these kids to succeed. Um, and actually, you know, wants a good name for his program. So he will actually say, yes, you want him. Nope. Nope. Don't take this one. He's going to be lazy. You want him. So it's been a phenomenal partnership. Um, a lot of these, um, I want to call them kids because to me they are, but a lot of the students that come out of there, you know, we're offering them full time right out of high school. And, you know, there's or no, or two, in, yes. So on. just even just recently, just we had our first one this summer. Um, he came from the tech center as well. He came from their engineering program, just a all around good kid, does a great job, um, it picks up fast fits right into our culture. He loves working with, with our engineering department. He has a lot of fun out there. So we actually tailored um, our tuition reimbursement program um, and offered that to him. So he's going to be going to school at Murray State. Uh, he's going to go for four years. We're going to help him out with this tuition. In turn, he's going to come back and, and work for us uh, during his breaks, during you know spring break, winter break. And then um, he's going to sign. He'll be with us for at least two years. Um, obviously, we hope he sticks around for, for a long time. But it's just really, really cool that we're able to to do that, you know, and to give back to those those interns. Um, it's just kind of where our future is headed, I believe. 
Yeah. Um, and I'll add to that. We've um, partnered with some of the high school programs as well, and we're inviting them in to do field trips. So, you know, kids, they like always want to get out of school. And I think teachers secretly <laughs> love to get out of the school too. They have to um, see it though. Yeah. It's but yeah, really it's impactful. a real yeah. thing. They can come in, they can see our shops. And I think, um, you know, especially if they're going to come out and go look at other shops, they're going to see like, wow, this place is really nice. They've got nice equipment. They've got nice facilities. Um, we give them a great presentation. We talk, we talk about our mission, vision, core values in those presentations, you know, so we're feeding them all of these things that we worked on. Yeah. We say, you know, you're going to start out at X amount of dollars when you are an intern. And if you want to come here full time, this is what you're going to get paid. And these are going to be your benefits. And if you want to go back to college, Hey, we'll help you do that too. So it's, it's opening their eyes to these great opportunities to an employer who's right at their back door. So they could be 18 years old and still get to live at home with mom and dad and make all this money. And um, it it is a great thing to get them exposed. Um, Working with the um, workforce development organizations that are in your community. You know, there's so many people who are helping high school and college students with career readiness. Um, It's really getting yourself out there and getting connected with them um, and putting in the work. I mean, it, this is a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. Um, but I mean, I'm sure as we we're speaking as, in this podcast, recruitment is probably your biggest problem. So where are you going to put your resources? Yeah. And I there. think people are probably thinking some of the stuff you're talking about, is like sort of like, duh. Yeah. yeah. But the difference is you got to just put in the work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, er- people know you need to do internships. You need to be working with your school. The difference is you guys are putting in the work and investing yeah. in it. And people don't think twice about taking a customer to lunch. Well, why aren't you taking the tech school teacher to lunch? Yeah. You know, I mean, yes. if hiring is your problem, sales isn't your problem, presumably hiring, invest in hiring the way you invest in sales and marketing, and it won't be yeah. such a challenge. Hey, Metalworking Nation, Jason Zenger here. I want to tell you about Palo Alto Networks. They offer zero trust for OT without the PTSD. Keeping operational technology secure and running smoothly is a tall order. It's enough to make the coolest operations director wake up with night sweat, and we don't want that. Zero Trust OT Security delivers comprehensive visibility and security for all OT assets, networks, and remote operations. The Palo Alto Network Solution provides exceptional OT protection with over 1,100 app IDs for OT protocols, over 500 profiles for critical OT assets, and over 650 OT-specific threat signatures supported. It provides best-in-class security while simplifying OT security management. It sees and protects everything in the network, and it automates threat detection while implementing zero trust across all operations. We know right now that security at manufacturing companies is critical, and you need to take action on this. So sleep better with the most comprehensive platform to detect, manage, and secure OT assets. Learn how the Palo Alto Network's Zero Trust for OT Security Solution can achieve 351% ROI over five years. To learn more, find the link in the description or visit paloaltonetworks.com. That's paloaltonetworks.com. It's going to the community meetings and meeting these people. And, you know, Angela's working on this. I'm working on this. We've got two other gals in our organization that are working on this that are creating those key relationships of folks. So they're saying, man, Nix is an awesome place to work. We got to let's funnel more people into there. 
because they're wanting to help our community. You know, stronger employees make stronger communities, make better school. You know, there's all of this feeds into one one big, you know, community that we live in. So that's where we need to be investing that time. Let me ask you this, uh, and maybe I'm just naive, but it's not typical to have internships in fabrication industry. Is it, or it's sure. probably, it's probably yeah. coming typical sure, now. Very, yeah. yeah. But has, no, has it always been typical? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's the way in the old days they did it a lot better. Yeah. But it was uh, more like printing, got, got apprenticeships and stuff like yeah, that. Right? Yeah. Internship, apprenticeship. Yeah. 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 Okay. But we probably need to pivot to another topic here yeah. uh, to stay well, on time. Well, you, t- you talk about investing in, um, in your recruiting, like taking that teacher out of lunch or whatever. But what are, what are some other things that Nick's companies is doing that's investing in recruiting? Yeah. So I think one great thing that that we have done uh, that's gone over really well is in an employee spotlight. So we always tell, you know, most companies have like employee of the month programs. Well, we're taking that to a whole another level. And it's not really employee of the month because we think all of our people are great. So we're not just going to celebrate one of them, but it's more of a spotlight. Um, so it's, you know, we're doing these videos where we're coming in and it's following them through their work process. So we're getting great footage of them doing the job that they do every day, but we're also getting to learn more about themselves, their family, what they like to do outside of work, what they love most about working at Nick's. Um, so, and this is kind of a twofold on the benefits to, to Nick. So one, we're getting to highlight that, that employee. So it's going on our Facebook page, it's going on our Instagram page. So their wife or mom or daughter or son or whoever, grandma, <laughs> the grandmas love the Facebook post of our employees. Yeah, can it's not share just it. internal. Yeah, Some right. just do it internal. Yeah. I mean, the external um, part of it. You know, they're sharing it. So, you know, think of those people. It's just, you know, the value of a share on Facebook um, is, is exponential because that's going to all. So that person has a thousand friends. So it's going to all thousands of those people. And then that person thinks that's cool. So they're sharing it. So, you know, you're getting that exposure. Um, our employees are sharing it because they love the guy that's working next to them and they think they're a great person. So they're sharing it. They're proud of the place that they work. Um, and then we're, we're getting brand awareness out of that. So, you know, some of our customers are seeing this. We can use this in customer presentations um, because customers know that if the people like where they work, they're going to be caring about their work. They're going to be caring about the quality. They're going to be caring about the final product. Um, so that carries through. So it's just so important that we're getting all this footage. We're getting B-roll for other footage, other marketing promotional videos. Um, so just taking the time to do those videos once a month. And, and we're strategic about it. We try and go from division to division. So we're getting some machining. We're getting some fabrication. We're getting some painting. Um, you know, we're getting some field work. Uh, so we're very strategic in how we do that. Um but it's great. And what I love about the way we do the videos is we don't give them a script. We don't say like, these are the questions we're going to ask you tomorrow. So you can be prepared for this. It's very authentic. And you can tell in a video when someone has rehearsed, <laughs> like, I love working at Nick's because of X, Y, Z. Like, it's great. Like you're getting it off the cuff. It's very genuine. Um, and, and those clips and snippets can be used for a whole variety of things, not just that employee spotlight. So yeah, we have a budget for that, but we're getting to use all of that um, footage and snippets for everything that we're producing throughout the year and on. We, did, we didn't always do that through video. It yeah. started out, it was just yeah. in our newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it started. It was a photo, like a lot of other people do. We would write, what's your favorite thing about working here? What's a funny story, yada, yada. And then it evolved into video, you were a big part of that, mm-hmm. Casey. Yeah. Um, 
we've, we've been working with you for several years. So why don't you bring the industry expertise to that a little bit and just talk about, cause I think what audience might be thinking, we don't have a videographer on staff. We don't have a budget to hire a company like yours, Captivated Content. Uh, so, so what can somebody do that doesn't have a budget for that? Doesn't have videographer on staff. Well, like first, I want to talk about like just the benefits of doing it. Lindsay hit nail on the head. You know, one of the things that a lot of companies struggle is getting enough content to share online, uh, showing their their people working on interesting projects, getting in progress photos. Uh, if you if you invest a little bit in video, I mean, not just hiring professional video. I mean, you can just use your phone. I mean, our phones shoot 4K video, but you invest in that. You now have an opportunity to be able to take screen grabs for for social media posts, you, you know, you're getting other content that you're using there. So that's, that's a good, a big benefit. But um, if, you know, if you're thinking like you don't have the budget to hire an external videographer or, or, you know, some companies are hiring internal videographers. I think it's becoming a, a commodity. And I think that's a good thing. I think video, you know, if the pandemic taught us anything, video is a great way to uh, tell your story without having to fly someone into your facility. I still think people need to do that, but you know, that's a good thing. But um like I was saying, one of the simplest things is use, use your phone, uh, you know, the software today. Um, you can put your phone on, buy a little cheap tripod, um, and you can tell stories really easily with your phone. I mean, people do it all the time. It's, I mean, even like most podcasts are really just done over Zoom or or something like that. Um, but so the most... Audio. Yeah. Cheap, I, I cheap would, tricks on audio. I would say the, the, the most important thing is... I probably more important than your video is your audio. And so um, nowadays you can buy a $20 microphone that plugs right into your phone, right? Or even probably cheaper than that. Um, I'll tell you the, the lobs we use are $16 lobs. And people are like, well, you're perfect. Oh, sorry. A lav mic is, <laughs> sorry. A lav mic is a mic that you clip on someone's shirt, you know, and, and actually uh, just to give a tip, I would recommend people using lavalier mics is what they're called. But I give people, I, I tell them to do that because when you're in a loud environment, your body will actually block a lot of that in ways. You, you, you put their back against the loud environment and you'll actually block. And a lot of people are like, how do you get good audio in these loud fabrication shops? And I'm like, you just got to make sure the mic's closer to the person than it is to the other sounds. Um, but yeah, and I was going to say uh, another thing that most people think about is you're talking about authentic responses and not giving them a script. And, and, and if a company asks you, uh, you know, we, we don't think we don't know if our people are going to be good on camera. Well, guess what? I, I, Nick's companies and, and not just Nick's company, a lot of the companies we work with. Uh, none, none of these people are used to being on camera. I'm not used to being on camera. Um what it comes down to it is making sure that whoever's helping you produce these videos, that they're kind of outgoing and makes them comfortable. Um, but then tell some dad jokes, tell some dad jokes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You get, you get them, you know, uh, you know, my trick, my trick, especially if there's like some marketing people that are listening to this and they're like, Oh, I'm gonna start shooting some videos for our, our company. Um, Cause a lot of times that's kind of how it goes, right? The marketing person starts taking over doing videos and stuff. Uh, my tip is, you know, get to know the people before you even start interviewing. I love like, uh, just the other day we were shooting, we were literally yesterday, we were shooting an employee spotlight for Nick's and we were interviewing a guy that had been here, that has been here for five, six years. I can't remember. Um, and another guy walked up and I was like, oh man, I don't know that guy. And he walks by and uh, I think he was getting water and he's talked about uh, how the water jug was really low. And he was like, man, he's like, we need to put this. Up. I go, well, you're, you're in a fabrication shop. I go, why don't you just weld something up and put it on top? He goes, that's a good idea. And then I go, well, you know, I'm Casey and, you know, he introduced himself to me. And I said, you probably maybe see me every once in a while. I'm, I'm, I'm the video guy. And uh, he'll be like, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Him starts talking, you know, good chance. If he sticks around, he'll be in a pulley spotlight and he'll remember me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I say that in the story of if you're a marketing person or an HR person, 
I know, I know Angela's really good at this walking around. I know everybody on the Knicks leadership team is really good. You get to know these people so that when you're ready to start putting them on camera, they feel a little bit more comfortable, at least around you. So absolutely. Jason, sometimes I feel like I have zero trust in you. Well, Nick, in a relationship, sometimes that's a good place to start. But all joking aside, what we're talking about today is zero trust security, which let me define that for you. Zero trust security means that no one is trusted by default from inside or outside the network and verification is required from everyone trying to gain access to resources on the network, which is becoming very important in the manufacturing environment. Yeah, these OT assets are usually very susceptible to attack. So Nick, what is OT? OT is operational technology. So you'll find PLCs in every shop. You'll find HMIs on the touchscreens, on your controls, on your machines. These are what's susceptible. Okay, well, you know, OT assets are very susceptible to attack. I've heard of shops going down, a lot of damage being made to shops out there. Uh, There's often no security built into those assets, poor visibility and unencrypted traffic. Yeah, Palo Alto Network's industrial OT security is the solution that security teams need to provide effective visibility into these OT assets. That's right. Palo Alto Network's industrial OT security provides the most comprehensive zero-trust security across all OT environments. It's developed specifically for industrial and manufacturing operations, and it features comprehensive visibility, zero trust security, and simplified operations. That's right. Protect your OT assets, networks, and remote operations with zero trust OT security. Where can they learn more? To learn more, find the link in the description or visit paloaltonetworks.com. That's paloaltonetworks.com. So video spotlights, video in general has been a big a big asset of us. We're, we're talking specifically about employee spotlights here, team member spotlights, we call them. But we, we use video in all sorts of other ways. We've actually been doing like video job descriptions yeah. recently where we're taking a job and, and instead of just writing it on paper, having somebody on camera and really, and we're asking, we did a video, we're asking our various team members to talk about what's unique about working here and what they love about working here. And so there's a lot of different things you can do. And that was all done off camera. We didn't have a videographer for that. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think we shot yeah. it with an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> e- even, even having uh, Casey, you know, uh, uh, as a partner with captivated content, he, he's, he's doing so well. He's so busy. He can't get to all of our stuff. So we're having our, our marketing folks just take an iPhone and, and, uh, and in and my defense, um, I actually <laughs> tell, I do tell a lot of companies like, um, and I know we're going to talk about social media, uh, you can't hire a company like Cafe Concert or anybody just to run your social media. Like it's a collaborative thing. Yeah. Like you, uh, yeah. I get excited. You bring the expertise, but the, yeah. but you can't bring the authenticity. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and sometimes timeliness. I mean, even, even, even being a close partner with you guys, I can't always get, like you said, get around to it in a, in a timely manner. So what benefits you guys is us helping whoever your internal person is, give them a few tips and tricks or, um, as soon as she, you know, she emails and says, Hey, how to do this email back and say, this is how you should do it. Um, if, if you don't have that, go yeah. do it this way. Yeah, you're, you're an extension of, a, yeah. of our team. Yeah. So. Hey everyone, this is Adam Schmidt with ProFab Alliance, bringing you the sparks of knowledge for today's episode. If you're trying out for a sports team, you're not just going to take some written test and it's a full tryout and it could be over several days. Why aren't we doing that in our shops? 
invite those candidates to come in and work a half a day or a full day where, where you actually pay them. Give them a couple projects to try out. See how they do. See how they mesh with the other team members. You may lose a couple of candidates that don't want to participate in that. Honestly, on the other side of it, they should want to do that because they want to come to a place that they'll enjoy working. So it's not only a tryout for them, but they're actually able to try out the company and see, you know, is it a good fit for me as well? So overall, I think you need to, you know, take those interviews a step further, get creative and think outside the box on how we can make sure that uh, each one of our future team members is a great fit and uh, will eventually retire with us. Yeah, so let's get into social media. I mean, that's something, again, I think listeners might be going, duh, yeah, you got to use social media. But, you know, we... We've built a, a strong social media audience, but that didn't happen overnight. And, and I think that goes to what Lindsay talked about earlier. People see the, the, the audience we have, the social media presence we have, and they go, tell us how to do that. You know, well, it took 10 years yeah. to get there. And it yeah. was intentionality and, and authenticity and, and repetitiveness just over and over and over again. So why don't you, why don't you guys talk a little bit about that and, yeah. and how we're harnessing Maybe how we got there and then how we're harnessing it today. Yeah. For, for recruitment. For recruitment. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think when we first, it's it's funny when you go back and, and just marketing in general, you go back to like what we did 10 years ago versus what we did today. And we like kind of chuckle to ourselves, but like we were like state of the art 10 years ago. So I think part of it is, you know, following the trends of social media. So it's, you know, following companies like Captivated Content and these people who are putting out information for free. So listening to podcasts about like, what is the next greatest thing? Um, because you have to stay up with it. You know, they didn't have TikTok and they didn't have Instagram and, you know, some of these things that now, you know, the different, um, generations of people that you're recruiting, you know, you have to go where the people are. So, you know, maybe they aren't on radio anymore. So maybe they're on Facebook or maybe they're on Instagram. Um, but we've had to be really intentional about, doing that recruitment on our social media channels. So um, being intentional about posting, you know, the way the algorithms work with Facebook, like the more you post and the more um, engagement you have, the more your stuff is going to get shown. So um, in the beginning, we would, in our team meeting, we'd say, hey, we posted these new jobs on Facebook. Can you share it on Facebook? Can you share this post on Facebook? Um, we don't have to do that anymore. But in the beginning, we were doing that. We were sending out emails or telling, you know, walking through the shops. Hey, can you share this on Facebook? Make sure we're sharing this on Facebook. Um, so we're getting more people. It was inviting people. I remember when we used to go through and if someone would like a post, but they didn't like our Facebook page, we'd all take time and like invite them to like the Facebook page. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. all, all of us were doing it and it seems so silly. Like that is you know, not something that you would think about, but, um, you know, as you gain more followers, you're going to get more engagement. Um, we've been intentional about how we put the videos. So, you know, think about when you're scrolling through Facebook and something catches your eye. It's because something in either a visual and the picture or now visual and the video caught your eye and they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to stop and look at that. So it's making sure we don't have something boring at the beginning that is, you know, it's going to catch their eye, especially on Instagram. Um, so it's really paying attention to like the trends of what's happening, um, in the social media. Video. You talk about yes. vertical video yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, that's a huge trend. And then like scroll stopping. I just had a yeah. movie about, we're talking about scroll stopping content and that's at three to five seconds that, um, something that we actually probably should test a little bit more at Nick's is this, uh, you know, as you do more 
paid social media is putting a few different kinds of things at the very beginning. Like if it's a recruitment video, um, it's the same video, but at the beginning, maybe have a B-roll shot of someone welding, creating sparks, but then do the exact same video and test it of Angela on camera talking and see which one recruits the right person for you. And and maybe they both do it equally and you got to run them both. Um, I was going to say, you're talking about, you've been talking about Instagram and TikTok and all these uh, um, platforms, but I think the one that uh, Nick's has, has really grown on is LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's just posting on the page of LinkedIn, but it's, it's the leadership team regularly using LinkedIn to help recruit. And most of that's going to be your, your corporate talent. Yeah. I was just going to kind of back up too and mention that just a couple of things, you know, when, when we decide like what social media platform we're going to use, it's always a good idea. Like when, every year when we're recruiting, we're even getting down into the classrooms, we ask them, Hey, what do you use for social media? Like if you say, sometimes yeah. you can walk in and say Facebook and then it's glaze over. Yeah. And you're like, really? That's so what like, I'm, I'm trying to recruit, so yeah, I'm trying to, recruit <laughs> to this, this demographic. Well, Facebook probably isn't the route I need to go. Yeah. So kind of be thinking about you know who you're recruiting to and what you know what demographic they are and and what um, best social media tool to use but also on the flip side you know we're really struggling right now to find those experience you know that, that older generation that's what i was gonna say so facebook's still relevant it sure yeah. is yeah and we yeah. have the biggest audience there yeah for the for the the mid-level folks yeah or, or executive senior level folks the the yeah. yeah, it's going into the shops and talking to those folks. Talk to the ones that, hey, I want somebody just like him. Look, go see how, you know, what his suggestions are. You know, what what kind of tools does he use? Yeah. And I kind of laughed. I mean, this just happened this morning. You know, we're on this big search for uh, for machinists right now, you know, for the experienced machinists. And I went up to the operations manager. I'm just trying to think of where else can we post? Where can we post? And I asked him, I said, hey, you know, just shoot me straight. Look, our machinist on LinkedIn. And he just kind of looked at me and he goes, you know, I'm so glad you worded it that way because my old HR manager just said, hey, you're type of people on LinkedIn. <laughs> so I was glad I framed it the way I did. But I mean, it's just asking those questions because it's no sense yeah. in going and, and recruiting to, to the areas and, you know, and spend your money to recruit to those, those on those platforms. That What was his answer? Uh, no, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he said he didn't think so, but he actually took the time and he actually went cause you know, he's a former machinist. So he got on LinkedIn and just kind of searched up five or six of you know people that he's worked with in the past and they weren't on there. So that's not to say that they're not, but yeah. it really kind of helps you really know where to focus your efforts. Yeah. Yeah. And what you were saying about growing our audience on growing our audience on LinkedIn, what's been really cool to see, you know, and, and and we're all struggling this with, with finding the skilled shop floor talent. Um, but we have no shortage of folks um, in the more um, office professional type roles of people saying, like, I want to be a part of that because they yeah. see the stuff that we're posting mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. We're sharing the cool stories about promotions on the shop floor from an intern going to a lead, going to a foreman, you know, those kind of things. So um, I think we do a really good job at, at getting that across on LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, you can go to that and, and you'll see that a lot of the stuff we post isn't about what we do. You know, yeah, we throw in some like project posts because that's, you know, part of the, the selling. The focus tactic is too, on the people. But it's yeah. always on the people. Like I've always said, like, who knows with technology, like what we're going to be building in 20 years, like our people are always going to be our biggest asset. So that's the thing that we need to be selling. Yeah, that's good. So we probably need to wrap up here. How about uh, like each of you? What's one if, if you were going to like final, <laughs> final, <laughs> final thoughts, final advice? It could be like, what's a tr- what's a trend that you guys are seeing in your professional opinions uh, in recruiting in the fabrication industry or even 
a tip. Like if, 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 if they had to take one tip from you guys, even if it's something we've already talked about, what's one tip or a trend that people should be thinking about uh, when they're recruiting for their, their fabrication or even machining business or whatever? Yeah. No, you. <laughs> you want me to go <laughs> first? So take mine. Okay. No, <laughs> take yours. <laughs> I think trend, especially with hiring a new generation, it is about what we what we want to call work life balance. Is that what you're going to say? Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, so you it's, can do a tip. It's, she did a it's trend. Not, a it's not about how much money am I going to make. It's about how much time do I get off of my family? Do I have to work on Saturdays? Do I have to work overtime? And um, it's and not that the generation before didn't care about that time with family, but there's just a shift. I think since, you know, COVID happened and we've had this time at home with our families and we're all longing to have that. And we all want that too. And I think we do a really good job of, at Nick's at, at providing that good balance for our folks. Um, but it is, it's people want to know, they don't want to, they, they don't work, they want to work to be a part of their life, but they don't want it to be everything in their life. So it's portraying how you can have this great family at work and great family at home and how we're going to support you in your work life so you can have the best home life with your family. So I think that, you know, with video and with, um, you know, the things that we're doing um, to get that point across to those people. Um, it was great. One of our managers today, and I hope I'm not stealing this from you too. He's like, if we could just get him here and they like yeah. see what yeah. it's like to work here, like they won't want to leave. They'll want to be here. So it's getting them into the door and it's using all these tools that we talked about to get into the interview so they can be like, oh yeah, this place is awesome. Like this is where I want to be. Sorry. <laughs> Man, you can even give a tip or if like there's something that she didn't really talk about yeah. on that because it's kind of cool that you guys were both thinking the same trend which is work which I mean I, a lot of businesses are thinking work-life right. balance but like if you know work-life balance but I think an underlying thing too is that that folks are more um, that they they're they're looking more for experiences than things yeah. which I don't think necessarily is a bad thing you know instead of working for the new car i'm i'm generalizing here of course but instead of working for a new car or, or a bigger bigger house people are longing more for experiences to to take to we have a a production level guy right now that asked if he could take a sabbatical and take time off uh to do some things around the house with his wife. We're actually going to support him on that, but that's just one example. Or somebody wants to take a trip and they want to take extra time off. So people are longing for that. So it's not just work-life balance. I think people want experiences. So maybe think about that too. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you pretty much stole it, but um, I think the the only thing that I would also just say, and I know we've we've spoke on it already is I, I just can't, I can't reiterate enough how important it is to get into these schools at a young age. I mean, we even, you know, go into the first grade here at, here at North Elementary, go in, you know, we've got a couple of kids that want to be a welder one day and even getting in front of them and letting them, let, let them put on the welding hood, you know, show them a cool, you know, just, yeah. just showing them um, that there's things outside of, you know, you know, going to college and things like that. But like the little kids, like make it fun for them. You know, we go to the STEM challenge and um, we have, you know, students anywhere from sixth, seventh grade all the way to seniors, but just the younger you can get yeah. get up to them and, you know, just kind of describe the trades, describe what you're about, you know, make it fun for them. I think that that would be so valuable yeah. or is very yes. valuable. Yeah. Those kids having those experiences at a young age sticks yeah. with them. And then when they're graduating from high school or college, they'll be like, 
I remember that place or, you know, we're not just that small business in town anymore. We're, we're the ones. You could think that long term. Yeah. 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 Kids are making those decisions or, or those things are in their mind a lot earlier than. Yeah. I do have, I don't know if you can put this in, but I do have a funny, funny story about that there. um, When my son was in the first grade, there was a bully in his class that picked on him all the time. And uh, the teacher reached out to us and asked, you know, hey, I've got a student in this class who really wants to be a welder. Do you have anybody you can bring out? We're having a career day. And I said, sure. So uh, we brought one of our welders with us. And I told him on the way, I said, I think it's this this little boy that keeps, you know, he's a bully to my son. And uh, he said, well, we'll take care of that. So we went <laughs> in, you know, he explained uh, what a welder does and everything. And then you got some one-on-one time. And he told him, I said, you know, the number one thing that a welder needs to be is they need to be friendly. And they need to be friendly with everybody. Like, yeah, welders, welders are the friendliest people. So if you, if you can't be friendly, then, you know, it's so yeah. like, yes, yes. Okay. And yet to this day, that is one of my son's best friends. Oh, and I think that is so awesome. funny. I mean, I just that. little, I mean, I mean that, who knows yeah. if that's right. Where, you know, turn the tide, yeah. but just them getting that experience at that little age, it was just, yeah. it's just kind of a fun little story. That's a good story. So, good yeah. stories. Yeah. Hey, Metalworking Nation, Jason Zenger here. I have a special announcement for exhibitors at IMTS 2024. Can you believe it's going to be here soon? Plan to be at McCormick Place in Chicago for the IMTS Exhibitor Workshop on January 30th and the 31st, 2024. The Exhibitor Workshop is created to help IMTS exhibitors execute their most successful show and is free to all IMTS 2024 exhibitors. Did I say free? Here is what you can expect. Network with IMTS 2024 partners. Get your questions answered by leaders of AMT and IMTS. Take a tour of McCormick Place. Find out what's new for IMTS 2024. They haven't even told me that yet. Attend special workshops. Again, this is free. Register at imts.com slash workshop. Again, imts.com slash workshop. Join us in Chicago on January 30th to make the extraordinary possible at IMTS 2024. So I have one other tip to wrap it up that I want to say. So when you're, we talked about videos and branding and social media, when you're doing any of this, two things that I can't reiterate enough, you have to be authentic and you have to be consistent. If you're not authentic, people can smell the BS a mile away. So be authentic and you got to bang the drum over and over and over again. So the, the brand that we've built and the things that, that, that our brand is known for, the culture that we're known for is because we repeated it over and over and over again. And it was authentic. And, and people don't know it's authentic until there's enough time that goes by. And so don't be afraid. Um, every shop is unique. Something, you know, for example, um, you know, quality isn't our, you know, best asset. We, we have to have good enough quality, you know, and, and, and believe me, it's a big focus of ours this year. We want to have better and better quality, but we don't do aerospace work. Our quality is not good enough to do aerospace work right now. And so we don't go around recruiting people saying we have the best machines in the world and the best quality in the world because it's just not true. We, we aspire to get there someday. So my point is, what is authentic? And, and for the next person, you may not have the vision, mission, values, and culture we have, but you might have the best equipment in the world. So go find people that want that. And I just think if you focus on that, get everyone aligned about around that, eventually you'll have a lot of success. So thank you guys for sharing with us some uh, tips and strategies and some practical ways to uh, move forward in recruiting, which we know is one of the biggest challenges in our industry right now. So hopefully 
you guys have got taken something away from this. Anything you want to add, no. Mr. Velker? No, I, I, I was just going to say thank you guys. Um, I think it's really cool uh, when a company really takes a lot of pride in their recruiting. Um, and I think other companies can learn from that. And I think that's why we wanted to talk about this, right? Um, but We had a lot to say because it took two episodes. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say, we're probably going to have them on again because there was something that they mentioned that I was like, oh, yeah, we should probably talk about that later. Uh, but I can't remember what it was. I was going to tease it, but I don't know what it was. Uh, but it was well, lucky for you, we're close. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So so coming up, next tease in the next couple episodes, we're going to be recording from Fabtech in Chicago. So really excited about that. Most everybody in our industry knows Fabtech is the, the largest trade show in our industry. We're going to be in, uh, in Chicago. We're going to have this set up there, so that should be fun. And we're going to do a couple of episodes there. We're going to have the guys from Making Chips on, the, the founders of Making Chips, uh, who are our partners in this podcast. We're going to have them on the show. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, they're, they're, they're better at this than we are. We're, <laughs> we're getting back. And then we're, we're also going to bring another fabrication shop leader on the show. So... Look forward to those next couple episodes. So, 